Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge in for Shea Ganim. Just as we had set to talk about bands and music, uh, interesting story this week, the rock band Journey, uh, which has uh, gone through a lot over the years, but um, you know certainly remains an incredibly popular rock band. Don't Stop Believing has become one of the most popular songs ever, but that's at the center of a big legal fight between some members of the band. Jonathan Kane, keyboardist in Journey, is married to televangelist Paula White, who is Donald Trump's spiritual advisor. So there's a connection to, to the Trump world, but other members of the band are not fans of Trump world. Uh, so a member of the band has uh, served a fellow bandmate with a cease and desist order for performing Don't Stop Believing at Mar-a-Lago last month, calling it harmful to the band. So I don't know if Journey's going to be able to, to hang on, but Journey's managed to hang on, even with uh, the departure of Steve Perry. Of course, that uh, raises the question, when is uh, a band still a band? If members leave or if members pass away? Like if Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr started performing together, could they call themselves the Beatles? Would it be fair to do that? I mean, you've had some bands, for example, recently Fleetwood Mac. You know, the, the tragic death of uh, Lindy Buckingham and uh, Christine McVie. Or rather, Christine McVie's death, of course, uh, Lindsay Buckingham. There's other issues there. Uh, the Beastie Boys, another example that comes to mind, uh, you know, once MCA died, tragically, you know, the Beastie Boys were done. That's it. The other two members just wouldn't or couldn't carry on. So it is an interesting question. Can should a band carry on? Is it okay to replace members of a band? At what point is it really no longer that band? Uh, music writer, broadcaster, historian Alan Cross, host of the Ongoing History of New Music, writes at a journal of musicalthings.com at a great piece up at globalnews.ca this week, sort of exploring that very question. Anyway, joining us on the line is the aforementioned Alan Cross. Alan, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Blessed Festivus. Uh, to you as well. So there, there is a whole question of uh, bands just staying together, uh, you know, the disagreements that occur along the way. Journey is such an interesting story, what a journey journey has had over the years. And, you know, staying together after Steve Perry's departure, now you've got this political drama, maybe it's going to splinter them even further. It's remarkable, isn't it, when you think that bands managed to persist over years and, and decades in, in some cases? Yeah, but at some point, it has to come to an end. I, for example, have no interest whatsoever in seeing the Rolling Stones ever again now that Charlie's gone. I mean, we have Megan Keith, yes. We have Ronnie, who is still the new guy. I mean, he joined in 1975. But, uh, you know, without Charlie in the background, it doesn't seem like the Rolling Stones to me. So yeah. I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm done. I, I mean, I was the biggest Who fan in the world, but I've had a really hard time for the last 20 years because John Entwistle isn't with us anymore. It's just Roger and, and Pete. This is a problem that we're going to see going forward. Uh, I mean, the big one right now is, is everybody talking about Fleetwood Mac. We have Mick Fleetwood and John McVie, two founding members of the band from the 1960s. We have Stevie Nicks. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham is completely estranged from the band, so he's no longer involved. Christine McVie who uh, was the third voice in, in the band, uh, is, is now gone. And she was also the writer and singer of some of Fleetwood Mac's greatest songs. So, I mean, do I want to go see Fleetwood Mac without Christy McVie and her singing, you know, songs like Songbird? And, well, no, I don't. Yeah. And this is, again, it's only going to get worse because over the next, and I hate to say this, over the next five to seven years, we're going to see a great extinction. A lot of these artists who have been with us for 40, 50, 60 years 
are um, are going to leave us. And we have never known a musical environment without these acts, without these personalities. I know. And it is going to be, especially you know, for baby boomers and uh, certain members of Gen X, it's going to be a really hard adjustment. I mean, all you have to do is, is look at uh, the death of Queen Elizabeth. I'm, 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 how long is it going to be before we're comfortable saying King Charles? You know. Right. So, uh, what do we do with these bands? And and that's a very good question because there's still a lot of money to be made from touring. Uh, a lot of these bands don't have the uh, the luxury of of having a check come in every six months because their classic albums keep selling and selling and selling. That's not the case. They're not streaming money. So, I, I don't know really what's going to happen. It um, it's a bit concerning. Yeah, but it also speaks to the demand. People don't want to let go, right? You know, if our, our favorite bands still exist in some form, just the idea that we can hear them, we can see them, that, that's, that's yeah. got a lot of appeal. But what is it yeah. you're seeing? What is it you're hearing? Well, where, where's the line? I mean, Leonard Skinner's going to go on tour in 2023, and there's only one member of the band left, and that's Gary Rossington. Uh, even worse is the Allman Brothers band. Um, in case you haven't been keeping up, all the Allman Brothers are dead. In fact... All the Allman Brothers band members are not in the Allman Brothers anymore. So this is basically a tribute act that's going out on tour um, with the blessing and support of the Allman Brothers estate. So, you know, they're looking for ways to make some money from it. Uh, We can look at Kiss. Kiss is on this forever farewell tour. And Gene Simmons says that this is it. We're we're done. I can't haul around all that equipment on on my back every night anymore. It's 73 years old or however old he is. But he says, look, there's no reason that Kiss couldn't continue with with, with players that subbed in for, for him and Paul Stanley because... You know, their characters, they wear makeup and costumes. It's it's quite possible for the spirit of KISS to continue. Whether or not people will want to see KISS without the demon and the star child is, is another story. So uh, it, it's all how they spin it. It's all how they sell it. It's it's all how you know desperate we are to to relive those moments. It's interesting. A couple of texts coming in here. This one says, well, ACDC, you know, they lost Bon Scott. They continued on. That's a good example. Someone else says, you know, once Neil Peart died, then, you know, Rush is no longer Rush anymore. So, you know, there's there's the other side of it, right? But that, that's right. the yeah. dilemma for bands. I mean, can, you know, a band is the sum of its parts. Uh, you know, right. if a singer dies, a singer dies. That's, that's that, right? An individual artist. But, uh, you know, can a band carry on with, it, you know, most it's of its members? It's, it's especially hard with a trio. I mean, with Rush, I mean, Neil Peart, I mean, he was the lyricist, and he's, he was Neil Peart. There's just no way that you could continue on with somebody else in his place, because the three of them were like this holy trinity, and you couldn't, you, you could not break it up. Once one disappears, the whole thing falls apart. Same thing with the Beastie Boys. Uh, no MCA, there's no, there's no Beastie Boys. However, we can look at ZZ Top. I mean, this was a band that was together for more than 50 years. Three guys... Dusty Hill dies suddenly, and within weeks, the band is back on the road with the bass tech playing in his spot. So is, you know, Rush without Neil is not Rush. Is ZZ Top without Dusty ZZ Top? Well, they seem to think so. Yeah, it's interesting because these these members all matter. The different parts of a band all matter. The, the lead vocalist is obviously the most obvious, you know, part of a band, the most visible part of a band. So is, is it easier for a band to carry on if it's still the same voice? Is it easier to replace people who play guitar or play bass or play drums? 
Well, I mean, if you're dealing with a heritage band, you're dealing with a personality, somebody that's become in, intrinsically associated with the, with the group and its image and its sound and all the rest of it. I mean, let's look at ACDC, for example, when, when Brian Johnson had to tap out because of his ear problems. Um, they finished up a tour featuring just Angus Young on guitar. Everybody else from any sort of classic ACDC lineup was, was missing, and they got Axl Rose to sing. Uh, right now, there is a story. In fact, today there is a story that Brian Johnson may not be touring live, playing live with ACDC ever again. So, okay, uh, who's there? There's there's uh, Angus, okay. There's Cliff, okay. Phil Rudd playing drums, maybe. So at what point is it not ACDC? You know, and I remember, too, I mean, you know, you, you look at the success uh, the Foo Fighters have had, Right. Uh, and, and the idea, though, after Nirvana and after Kurt Cobain's passing of, of starting a new band, that it almost seemed blasphemous. But obviously, without Kurt Cobain, Nirvana couldn't continue. Does it put musicians in a bit of a dilemma of sorts? Sure it does. I mean, you know, what do we do? Uh, in the case of Dave Grohl, this was the only bit of success he ever had. And frankly, he actually had a bit of cover because he was just the drummer. And nobody expected the drummer Nirvana to amount to anything. So he honestly had, had nothing to lose He and, and, and everything to gain. So, you know, good luck for him. Uh, good luck to him, and it, and it worked out really well. And the, the guy ends up hitting uh, the lottery for a second time in his career. So uh, let's just go through some, some other bands. Um, you know, uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood for a while went on tour. Except that there was nobody in Frankie Goes to Hollywood in this Frankie Goes to Hollywood. There was absolutely nobody. It was a it was an imposter band. They they were totally fake. Uh, we look at the bands like a flock of seagulls. I mean, the swoopy haired guy is there, but his hair isn't swoopy anymore. And I think he's the only guy from Flock of Seagulls that's still touring. Um, you know, I, I remember growing up in Winnipeg. There was um, a, a dinner club, a supper club called uh, the Club Morocco. And it seemed that every week there was a band there called the, the, the Ink Spots. And I did some looking around about the Ink Spots. This is a band that broke up in 1956. And, uh, but there were still members, still people trading on the Ink Spots name because nobody had found uh, a legal way or nobody had, had thought of, of, of um, uh, trademarking the name, protecting the name, copywriting the name so nobody else could use it. So, you know, when you talk to, to you know, the Platters, there was another band that, you know, still ends up on cruise ships these days, and there's nobody in the Platters in the Platters. <laughs> you know, what, what a way to approach this, like Queen has done with uh, having different singers, like Adam Lambert. So it's, it's Queen with Adam Lambert, right? So it's recognized that, okay, you still got some original members of the band, but obviously it's somebody else. And we're not pretending that Adam Lambert is Freddie Mercury. We're not trying to trick you into thinking it's still the same as it was, but it's sort of a carryover of what was there and an acknowledgement that there are different parts. Is, is that one way I think that maybe bands can, can reconcile all of this? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Um, the answer is follow the money. If there's money to be made, yeah. there will be reconciliations. Um, you know, Journey, for example, this whole thing between Jonathan Cain and the rest of the band, because he, uh, you know, he, he won, he's a, he's a Trump supporter and nobody else wanted to be associated with him. Um, if there's money to be made, uh, things can be worked out. It, people may not be happy. People may not get along, but... If the audience is there, I mean, what else are these guys going to do? 
Uh, they've done this their entire lives. They're in their 60s or 70s or whatever. And uh, they, they have to keep moving on because there's, there's, there's no money otherwise. That's just it. And it comes down to us as fans. Like, what are we prepared to accept? I mean, if, if you see the uh, ad that a band's coming to town, but it's sort of, but not really the band. I mean, if we go, then they're going to keep doing it. If we don't, then maybe they'll, they'll, they'll rethink that. Well, that, that's it. I mean, um, I mean, Sting can go on tour and play uh, police songs because he was the face of police. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen could go on, say, uh, go on tour, but I have no interest in seeing them because I grew up with Freddie and I don't want to see a reasonable facsimile. Yeah. Um, I won't be going to see... Uh, oh, there's another, here's another one. Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer. Two of the guys are dead. The only guy that's left is uh, is Carl Palmer. Yet Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer is going on tour in 2022. Who's going to go see that? It's, it's, we're entering a new phase where we have so many of these bands missing key members going, you know, continuing to, to ply their trade. Uh, will the audiences come out and see them? I don't know. Fascinating question. Uh, your piece is mentioned up at globalnews.ca. Much more to journalofmusicalthings.com. Alan, always a pleasure. All the best over the holidays. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.